Can I share with you, church, just for a second of how hope is still alive to this day? Uh, many of you just got to see four people take their next step in baptism, but over the course of this year, we have seen 37 people take their next step in baptism. I know you just sat down, but I think that's something that we can stand and clap about. Can y'all stand to your feet? Can we give God some praise? Come on. You can be seated. Thanks for getting your exercise in this morning. Sid told me I had until 12 o'clock. Some of you are like, you better not. Who is still eating leftovers? Anybody? You made way too much food. You made too much food. You did. Some people were like, I meant to. I wouldn't eat on it for the rest of the month. Anyway, my name is Hux, like they said. I'm the youth pastor here, and it's been a joy just to participate in what God is already doing. Uh, may I encourage you to jump on board uh, and jump in on what God is doing here at Heritage, whether it's your first time or been coming the last six months. How many of you have that car that just gets you from point A to point B? It's just that car, it gets you from point A to point B. Any of you have that car that does just that? Not too fancy, you just know it's going to get you from point A to point B, and that's all you want it for. I had one of those vehicles about six years ago. It was a 2004 Jeep Grand Cherokee. This, this Jeep Grand Cherokee always was, had something wrong with it. Like I would hit the left blinker, the blinker wouldn't come on. I would try to put down my window, the window would not go back up. I was ready to get rid of this thing. So I decided to one day get some gas. This was back when gas was a dollar. Do y'all remember that? I decided to get some gas. So I pulled in this gas station. Gas station's closed. Only the pumps are open. I fill my Jeep Grand Cherokee up. I go to start it, and what do you think happens? Doesn't start. I don't know about you, but that's one of the worst feelings. Anybody been there? Doesn't start. So I did what everyone else does. I called who? Not my mom, not Ghostbusters, but who do you think I called? Call AAA. Some of you like call your husband, right? Anyway, he wouldn't help either, all right? Anyway, so I call AAA. And just like AAA is notorious for, I said, how long is it going to be until you get here? And they said, an hour, which means what? Three, four hours, right? If the cable company's coming, coming in between 8 and 12, they're going to come in 11.59. We just know that, right? So anyway, I am sitting there waiting on AAA to bail me out to do something. I don't know if it's a battery. I don't know what it is. But it is literally one of the most helpless, one of the most hopeless feelings of all time. Like I'm stranded. There's nothing that I can do whatsoever. And I think all of us at one point in our lives have felt that feeling of helplessness, hopelessness, because many of you are in this room and you've been impacted by some pretty severe things over the last year and a half, going on two years now, 
that you felt hopeless. You felt helpless. Some of you are single moms here, single dads here, broken homes, unexpected things have occurred in your life over the last year and a half. You've maybe lost a job. Maybe you're in bad times financially. I don't know what it is. But if there's one common denominator that I know that everyone needs is everyone needs hope. Everyone needs hope. And you don't have this in your notes this morning if you're taking notes, but if you can remember this one point, if Jesus didn't show up, we would have no hope. If Jesus didn't show up, we would have no hope. But here's the good news. Jesus did show up, so we do have hope. We have hope. Those of you who feel hopeless this morning, those of you who feel helpless like you have hope, you do. See, it's been one of the first years ever that I've said, being a Florida Gator fan, I've said words like this yesterday. I hope the Gators win. I hope they win. Normally, I haven't had to say that, but I had to say that. I hope they win, and they won. <laughs> it was a nail-biter, right? It could not be the case next year. Who knows? You just enjoy it while you can. But listen, we don't have a hope so, we have a hope no. Maybe you can remember that. We don't have a hope so. Like, we don't have to hope, hey, I hope I get that gift this year for Christmas. Like, no, we have a hope, no, that we know Christmas is going to occur every single year. We know that there is a God that came to this world who became flesh for us, who died on a cross for us, rose from the grave three days later to give us not only a hope, but a living hope that we kicked off the service with. We have a living hope. So my first point that I want to bring up this morning is this. Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our hope. It's huge. Why is that huge? For those of you who have a hard copy of God's word and can kind of visualize this with me, right before Matthew, there's this Old Testament book called Malachi. And if you could just think for a second, the people 2,000 years ago We're losing hope. We're giving up hope because there was this 400 years of silence that occurred that they're wondering, is a Savior going to appear? Is Jesus going to show up? That they waited for one grandfather to die, another grandfather to die, another grandfather to die, another grandfather to die, 400 years before Jesus shows up on the scene. They waited in silence, and they're like, man, is God absent? And can I encourage you, just because God is silent doesn't mean he's absent. Just because God is silent doesn't mean he's absent. Know that. But if you can open up your Bibles, if you haven't already, to Matthew chapter 1. Many of you are familiar with this verse, but may we be reminded of these three verses this morning, the reason why we celebrate the Christmas season. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, 
1, it says this. It says, she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. We all know we needed not a teacher, we needed a savior. That's what we need. Verse 22 goes on to say, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will be with a child and you will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. See, Christmas is a reminder that God's present to us is his presence with us. Christmas is a reminder that God's present to us is his presence with us. I'm thankful that he came not only to save us from our sins, but he came to walk with us daily to give us hope when we feel like we're losing hope or we feel like giving up or we feel like, man, this is just too much. I can't go any longer. He came to walk with us. No matter the season or the circumstance, we have a God that is with us. That should encourage you. That should uplift you. That God isn't going anywhere. Not going anywhere. See, Jesus is our hope that stays but doesn't fade. I'll give you an example. Some kids are in the room. Maybe I can get their attention just for two seconds and hopefully they're not asleep. But some of you played with matches before under adult supervision. But this is what this match does. You ready? But it'll stay lit, right? For how long? 10 seconds? You wanna do the countdown for me, Ethan? Okay. It'll keep going until it burns my fingers, right? But some of you, this is like your hope right here. This is your hope. You're just waiting for it to run out. It's like this match that eventually it's gonna run out. It's going to burn out. It's going to fade. But what I'm here to tell you this morning is Jesus is our hope that constantly stays, that doesn't run out. It's kind of like this light bulb, right? It's going to continue to stay on. Some of you are like, no, 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 that light bulb is going to burn out. Your illustration is terrible. <laughs> Have any of you ever heard of the centennial light bulb? Anybody? Okay, sweet. The centennial light bulb is a light bulb that has been lit since 1901. It is in Livermore, California, in a fire station. You can show them the picture. There's the picture right there. A light bulb still lit to this day. Some of you are using the wrong light bulbs. <laughs> using the wrong light bulbs. But may that be a reminder. May it be a reminder of our hope being Jesus, that he constantly is going to stay, that he is not going to fade, that he is constantly with you. See, if you have Jesus, you have hope. You have what the world needs. Life without Christ is a hopeless end, but life in Christ is an endless hope. I'll say that one again because some of you are like, what did you just say? Life without Christ is a hopeless end, but life in Christ 
is an endless hope. So be reminded this morning that Jesus is our hope. Point two, Jesus is our present hope. Our present hope. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promises faithful. We know that our God not only is a promise maker, but he's a promise keeper. Let's hold unswervingly to that hope that we profess, because our God is faithful like he will come through. I know sometimes it's hard to trust in people and what they say, but we constantly can put our hope in Jesus. We can put our hope in his word because he has always kept his word. We can put our hope in his word because he's always kept his word. I know people might not keep their word, but Jesus is going to keep his word. He will. Psalm 130, verse 5, it says, I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. Listen, your circumstance might not look good. You may, might not be able to see the days ahead of you, but can I encourage you to put your hope in his word and what he has said because we live by faith and not by what? Sight. See, the quickest way for us to lose hope is to look to something other than Jesus. We'll look for it in the wrong place. We'll look for it in the wrong person. And that is the quickest way for us to lose hope. If you want to lose hope, look to something other than Jesus. But if you don't want to lose hope, look at Jesus. Look to him. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 19 says, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul. It's an anchor. See, just like this match, when storms come our way, what's going to happen? Storms come this way, and the wind comes. It's going to go out. It's going to fade, right? But we have a hope that is secure, that is anchored, and we can take it to the bank. We can. Today, I want your hope to be renewed. Maybe you've lost hope. You feel like giving up hope. I want your hope to be renewed, just like even in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. This is what it says. It says, but those who hope in the Lord, they will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. May God renew your hope because some of you feel down, feel like giving up, you feel like throwing in the towel. You could be like David was. I love that David, it's almost like reading a diary, like his emotions as he lays out the Psalms and even in Psalm chapter 43, verse five, this is what it says. It says, why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Put your hope in him. He is your present hope. He is what will get you through the tough days, no matter what day it may be. 
The last point I want to make, I told you I was going to end at 12. The last point that I want to make this morning is this. Jesus is our future hope. Our future hope. See, Jesus came to us, Jesus stays with us, and Jesus will come back to us. Jesus came to us, he became flesh, he came to walk with us to be our Emmanuel, not only our Savior, but our Emmanuel, and he will come back. He will. He'll come again. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28, it says, So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many, and he will appear a second time. Not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. We know we're just passing through that this is not our home. We know our home is in heaven. Many of you will get the opportunity because maybe you've lost loved ones over the last year and a half due to COVID. Can I encourage you that one day you're going to get to see him again? One day there'll be no more pain, no more tears, no more sorrow. But our citizenship is in heaven. Philippians chapter 3 Verse 20 says this, but our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to finish with this last verse to encourage you this morning from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. I want to encourage you with this. Romans 15, verse 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, you'll see us over the course of these weeks to come that we're going to light these candles. And today, I get the opportunity to light the hope candle. That we can be reminded that Jesus is our hope. And I want y'all to be filled with hope. That he's your present hope, he's your future hope. This is what someone said though. Hope is a wonderful gift from God, a source of strength and courage in the face of life's harshest trials. When we are trapped in a tunnel of misery, hope points to the light at the end of the tunnel. When we are overworked and exhausted, hope gives us a fresh energy. When we are discouraged, hope lifts our spirits. When we are tempted to quit, hope lifts our spirits. When we are tempted to quit time and time again, hope keeps us going. When we lose our way, confusion blurs the destination, Hope dulls the edge of panic. When we struggle with a crippling disease or lingering illness, hope helps us persevere beyond the pain. When we fear the worst, hope brings reminders that God is still in control. When we must endure the consequences because of bad decisions, listen, hope fuels our recovery. When we find ourselves unemployed, 
Hope tells us we still have a future. When we are forced to sit back and wait, hope gives us the patience to trust. When we feel rejected, abandoned, hope reminds us we're not alone. We'll make it. When we say our final farewell to someone we love, hope and the life beyond gives us hope through the grief. Put simply, when life hurts and dreams fade, nothing helps like hope. Nothing. Nothing helps like hope. And we know where our hope comes from, something that is firm, secure, the strongest anchor that we possibly can have. It stays. It doesn't fade. Listen, our hope has a name, and our hope's name is Jesus. We know that. Can you be encouraged this morning that Jesus is your hope? He's not going to fail you. He's not going to abandon you. He is here to stay. He has come to this world. He was born in a manger to walk with you through every season of life. Can we prepare our hearts for Advent, the arrival, the coming this year of our Savior, Jesus Christ? Because this is what I believe happens. The better preparation, the better celebration. The better we prepare our hearts, the better we're able to celebrate the birth of our Savior come December 25th. Today, we're going to have an opportunity to rejoice, to celebrate with communion, with the Lord's Supper, and be reminded of the price that was paid for us, his blood that was shed for us, his body that was broken for us. But before we celebrate through song, may we take the time to examine ourselves. This is what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26. It says, For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body in the blood of the Lord. That's why we examine ourselves. That's why we take time to reflect, time to pause, and truly know what we're doing. Verse 28, it says, A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. I don't know where you are in the midst of it. could be, have been craziness over this Thanksgiving week. Family in, cousins in, aunts, uncle, you name it. Can we take time just for a second to be still and know that he's God, that he came to us, that he saved us when life looked hopeless, looked helpless. He came to us to be with us. As we sing in just a second, hope has a name. May I invite you, maybe you want to stand and sing, maybe you want to sit and just thank God for how he came to this earth for you to take on flesh and to die for you. Let me pray. God, I'm thankful this morning that hope has a name. Hope's name is Jesus. God, I'm thankful when I didn't have any hope, you came to be my hope. And God, I'm thankful that you give hope each and every day. Just like your mercies are new each and every morning, God, you're there and you're present no matter what may come our way. God, thank you for your body that was broken for us, your blood 
that was shed for us. God, we love you, and I pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. song I know it well a melody that never fails on mountain high in valleys low my soul will rest my confidence in you alone hope has a My Savior's cross has set the sinner free. Hope has a name. His name is Jesus. Oh, Christ be praised. I have victory. There is a light. Salvation. Christ undefeated trampled the grave. See now the cross be lifted high. The light has come, the light has won. Behold the Christ. Hope has a name, his name is Jesus. My Savior's cross has set the sinner free. Hope has a name. His name is Jesus. Oh, Christ be praised. I have victory. Hope has a name. His name is Jesus. My Savior's cross. Now home in glory, your face I'll see. My pain no more, my fear will cease. I bow my life, I fix my eyes on Christ my King. I bow my life, I fix my eyes on Christ my King.
His name is Jesus, and we have victory this morning. We do. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink in remembrance of me. Let me pray. God, thank you for your body and your blood that was shed for us. May we remember during this season what it's all about. We have a God who came to us. While we were yet sinners, you died for us. You came to us. We weren't even thinking about you. You poured your love out for us. And God, we're thankful. Once we put our faith and trust and hope in you, we have this living hope. God, so I pray as we walk out of these doors that we would be hope dealers, that we would share this hope that you have given us in a world that so desperately needs the hope and life of Jesus. God, we love you, and I pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. You guys have an amazing week. We'll see you next Sunday.